Well, praise the Lord, everybody. It is good to be in the house of the Lord. Let's give the Lord a mighty hand clap of praise. Come on, let's give him a mighty praise and make up for all those that ain't here. Amen. Amen. Sometimes, uh, you know, when you got a big crowd, you can kind of lay low. But when you got a small crowd, you got to step up. And uh, hope everybody had a great Christmas and enjoyed your time off and had a good uh, time of fellowship with family and food and all those things and uh, probably traveled more than you wanted to, ate more than you wanted to, and now it's time for a vacation, right? So we come back to church, get a vacation. Uh, we want to continue to pray for all of those that's on our prayer list. That list grows uh, from day to day, and we always want to remember them uh, because after all, uh, they don't get any break from their sicknesses or their situations. But I do have a few announcements before we mention the uh, prayer requests. Uh, we got our New Year's Eve celebration coming up this Sunday, and so keep that in mind. That'll be this Sunday at 9 p.m., and we'll go past midnight. We're going to have regular Sunday school and church and then we're going to uh, have our pipeful service at 2, and then we'll come back from 9 p.m. to midnight, and you may have to prop me and my wife up uh, to keep us awake during all that, but uh, we're going to celebrate Jesus and uh, what he's done for us, bringing us through the year and helping us to see the new year that's approaching. Uh, we don't know what the new year holds. We don't know if it's going to be full of disease, uh, new sicknesses, uh, deaths, we don't know if it's going to be more wars or more uh, things that's going to happen on a global basis as well as a local basis. But uh, we do know this, that Jesus never changes. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Our communion service, we're going to have foot washing and communion service. That will be January the 7th, and that will be at 11 a.m. We're going to go ahead and have Sunday school that morning at 10 a.m. At 11 a.m., we're going to have our communion and foot washing. That way, anyone that doesn't want to stick around for the communion foot washing is free to go. And uh, then uh, we're going to go to Pikeville at 2 o'clock and have communion and foot washing service there. And so that'll be January the 7th. So uh, this weekend is our uh, New Year's Eve celebration. The next weekend's going to be our communion and foot washing, so keep that in mind. Also, uh, our men's meeting is usually on the first Monday of the month, but due to uh, Monday falling on the 1st of January, a holiday, uh, we are going to have it on um, January the 8th, so keep that in mind. And uh, we always have a good time. The men get together, and that's at 6 p.m., so come on out and be with us. We talk about things, and I think one of the things that we'll put on the agenda this time is getting uh, lotions and, and socks and things and pass out at the nursing home because uh, they can always use things like that um, to the residents. So then we have, uh, of course, the Easter play sign-up sheet is on the back podium. And if you're interested in that, do so as soon as possible. And uh, that way, plans can be made. We want to remember just a few requests. We have uh, over 34 requests on our list. But we want to just mention a few of those. Millie, Steve Parks, Keisha Dotson, Kathleen Tackett. Uh, Renee Stiltner, Aiden Dotson, Bryson Dotson, and Nicole Clevenger. Let's remember all of these in prayer. 
uh, that the Lord will just move in a mighty way. If you have a prayer request you'd like to make known by the raising of your hand, the Lord sees that. He knows what that represents. And because you have faith in the Lord, we're going to believe when we ask that we are going to receive. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and let's ask the Lord to move in a mighty way here tonight. Lord, we come before your presence and we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity that you have given us to be gathered here tonight to worship you. Thanking you, Lord, for what you have done from, from the manger to Calvary, from Calvary to the throne. And Lord, I pray that you would move in a mighty way for each and every everyone that is gathered here tonight, that there will be a special touch in their life, that there will be inspiration and revelation, and there will be encouragement given, Lord, as we enter upon another year with new challenges. And Lord, I just pray that you would bless the singers and musicians and bless, Lord, this church to grow and have revival and help us to reach the lost at any cost. And Lord, I pray that you would just move in a mighty way for each and every one here tonight and Lord we're going to ask that you would bless those that aren't able to be here that brother Larry Lord that you would continue to touch him and bring healing to him and, and just take away the pain that he's experiencing and Lord I know that you can do all things uh, Lord you give, you give good gifts to your children and we're going to believe that you're going to do all that and more and we're going to give you the praise in Jesus mighty name amen amen let's give the Lord a mighty hand as brother Caleb comes. Let's give him some praise for he is deserving. Come on, let the Lord hear you from where you are right now. Hallelujah. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. If you agree, say amen. Amen. It is a blessing to be back in the house of the Lord, knowing and hoping that everyone has had a great Christmas time celebrating the birth of our Lord Jesus and, of course, enjoying the company of one another, our loved ones, our family. It is good to be back in the presence of the Lord, gathered together with like-minded souls and individuals. Amen? Amen. Today we want to dive directly into the word of the Lord. We find ourselves at Matthew 13, verse 44. Matthew chapter 13 and verse 44. It says, Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a treasure hid in a field. That which when a man hath found it, he hideth, and he and for joy there go or thereof goeth and selleth all that he hath and buyeth that field. Let's go before the Lord in prayer right now. Lord, we come before your presence and we ask that you begin to change this atmosphere, Lord. Change the mindsets and change the attention of all those that are paying attention, all those that are watching via webcast. All those that are here present today, I pray that our attention is on you, and I pray that you begin to speak to us today. In Jesus' name, and the church said amen. God bless you. You may be seated. See, Jesus, those are the words in red. If you have a red letter edition Bible, you quickly understand that this was the Lord speaking. He was trying to teach some people some things. Whenever he began to say, he said, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a treasure hid in a field. Meaning that not everybody's going to find that treasure. Meaning you need to be looking for that treasure. And whenever you find that treasure, you need to know its worth. 
So church, whenever we are blessed with a pastor that will preach truth and preach the way to the treasure, we need to do our very best to find that field and to rejoice and be in all joy that we have found that treasure. Willing to give up the things of this world to obtain that treasure. You see, we know of the man that found the treasure in the field. And we know he went and sold all that he owned to buy that field. That man knew the worth of the field and what resided in it. Say, do not be like the landowner that sold that man the field. The landowner was not aware of what he possessed. You see, the landowner was not aware of what was in the field. Because the landowner was not preparing the field and tilling the land and using the property that he owned, someone come and bought his treasure from him. You see, if you're not serving Jesus, but you know who he is, and you're not making him Lord of your life, but you acknowledge he exists, then you are just as the landowner that owns the property, but is ignorant of the treasure that you possess. Make Jesus your Lord. Make Jesus the forefront of your mind. Giving up all the things that are, that are maybe make you monetarily happy. These monetary valued things that, that you possess in your life, you can't take them to heaven. I was talking with a buddy today, and he was, he was making a joke about how him and his wife want to get a nice house. And he said, and I'm so, I'm so worried that as soon as I do, he said, I'm going to get everything moved into the house. I'm going to finally be able to, to walk out on the front porch and just take a deep breath, and I'm going to hear, he said, I'm going to hear the trumpet. He was joking, but it's true. You can't take these things with you. You can't take the monetary things, but you can take your family. You can't take the monetary things, but you can take your friends. You can't take the monetary things, but you can take one another. Know what the true treasure is and treasure it. So at this time, will we begin to stand to our feet and know who the treasure is, recognize the treasure, and give him some glory, give him some praise right now. Can we do that? Hallelujah, Lord, we give you the glory and the praise. We give you the honor. Let's clap our hands unto the Lord.
give the Lord a mighty hand clap. I want the word of God to speak to me. Hallelujah. I don't come just to hear somebody how excited they get or, or maybe the context of how many words are in their sermon. 
but I want the word of God to speak to me. Amen. We want to ask our ushers to come, and we're going to take up tonight's offering, so uh, we may have to designate Brother Eli. <laughs> Lama Sabathama. <laughs> Scripture, you know. Amen. Let's ask the Lord to bless the offering. Lord, we come before your presence and we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to give. We ask, Lord, that you would bless those that give. and We ask that you would use it, Lord, get glory out of it. And we're going to give you the praise and the honor in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. The Father has a plan, though it's hard to see it now. You feel you're walking all alone, but he is there, no doubt. When the storm around you rages and you're tossed to and fro, when you're faced with life's decisions, not sure which way to go, stand still and let God Father 
Amen. There's a message in those two songs. How many believe that? Stand still and let the word of God speak. Amen. Hallelujah. Sometimes life's moving too fast. Sometimes the cares of life, you know, makes you makes you forget what's important. Is to stand still and let God move in your life. Amen. How many's going to stand still for a moment tonight? Amen. And let God move through His Word. Amen. Amen. My God moves through His Word. Amen. He teaches me. These lessons are called starting points. And uh, when we started doing these, I started thumbing through a few of them. Skipping ahead, brother. Forgive me for that. Amen. But I was, I was enthused because these are some good lessons. Amen. That teaches us how to be what we need to be if we want to have revival. Amen. Not just in the church. That's great. That's wonderful. But revival in our hearts. Revival in our homes. Revival in our community. Saints of God. We need it. It's needful. Even more so as you see that day approaching. Amen. It's, it's needful that we get together. Amen. And have these Bible studies. Because they're a blessing. Forgive me. Didn't mean to say all that. It can keep you standing so long. But uh, turn to 2 Peter 3 and 18. Look at your neighbor and say, I love the Word. Amen. The Word is what keeps us. The Word is what teaches us. Amen. How many believe that? The Word, amen, is what instructs us and guides us. There's times that I just need the Lord to show me what way to go. Then I just need to stand still sometimes. Amen. And let God move. Love those songs. Amen. Haven't heard those in a while. Sister McKinney, that song right there got me and my wife through some hard times. Amen. Just stand still. Sometimes, you know, you want, you want to be, amen, like the Word of God says and press toward that mark. Amen. For the prize like Paul was talking about. But sometimes, amen, pressing is just standing still and giving God time to move some things out of your way. Hallelujah. And God will move. I will be witness to you that God will move in your life. Hallelujah. Second Peter 3 and verse 18 says, But grow in grace. How many believes we can, we can stand still, Brother McKinney, and we can still grow in the grace of God. Hallelujah. And in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. How do we grow in knowledge? Seek Him. Have a desire, amen, a burning desire to hunger and thirst, and we shall be filled, amen. And that's how we grow in the knowledge of Jesus Christ, in His Word. To Him be glory, both now and forever, amen. Those few lines, those one, two, three, four lines in my Bible say a lot, amen. Grow in His grace, if I can say it that way. And in his knowledge through the word of God of our Lord and Savior. Y'all bow your heads and pray with me. In the name of Jesus Christ, we come before you, God. Help us stand still for this moment in time, God, that you would help us grow in grace and in knowledge of your word, Lord. Lord, I pray, Lord God, that you'd help me get myself out of the way, my thoughts and my flesh, Lord, put behind me, God, and grow in you, Lord, that you would speak through me, that you would anoint me, God. Let me be a willing and a useful vessel, God, that your name and your word be lifted up. In the name of Jesus and the the church says, amen. amen. You can be seated. These lessons, you know, they're not just, just for you. They're for us too. I've learned a lot through these, these lessons we've been doing this. Lesson number 29. 
And I've learned, I've learned at least 29 things, brother. At least. Amen. Hallelujah. But they have blessed me. Amen. I go back through them. I, I, I'm bad to second guess myself. So I'm telling on myself a little bit. I go back through them and I watch the videos. Whatever it takes to get you to watch them, amen, brother. Amen. And I make sure that I'm in the right spot. That I'm in the right place. Amen. And I, I go back and I read the lessons and it sparks things in me. Oh, I remember Brother McKinney. I remember Brother, Brother DeBarge. Amen. Saying these things. And it blesses my heart. Amen. Because these lessons are great. Amen. Not only are they teaching us how to bring revival to the church. How to bring revival in our community. Amen. And in our, in our, our families and our friends. But it's teaching us how to have revival in our own hearts and in ourselves. Amen. 2 Peter 3 and 18. Grow in the grace. Grace is manner or act spiritually and knowledge, knowing and understanding. Amen. So we can know what the Word says. We can quote it all day long. But, Brother Caleb, do I understand it? Amen. Do I know what it means in my life? Do I know what it means for me? I want to have knowledge. I want to have wisdom, and I want to have understanding. I don't want to just be somebody that can quote the word. Theologists can quote the word. I'm going to tell you, amen. Scientists study the word, but they're trying to pick it apart. They know the word, and they can quote it better than you and I, maybe even better than Brother McKinney possibly. But saints of God, we want to understand the word, and that's what Wednesday nights are for, to break it down to where we can understand it, to get it on my level. See, I'm, I'm, I'm worse than Paul. Paul said he didn't know how to use eloquent words. Amen. That he didn't speak with eloquent words. Saints of God, I can't even pronounce. I said just the other day, I was laughing at my, at my little nephew. He was at the house. And he knows some big words, Brother Caleb. An eight-year-old, nine-year-old now. And he makes me feel stupid. It's worse than watching Jeopardy. Amen. He uses some big words, and my family will tell you. He uses them in context, where they should be and how they should be used. And I looked at Lake and I said, he knows bigger words than I know. Amen. And I felt ashamed. And he really does. He, that's not just, that's not just uh, you know, bragging, lifting. He knows bigger Kids are smart this day and time. Saints of God. But I don't want to just know what the Word of God says. Amen. I want to apply it to my heart. I want to understand it. Amen. I want it to be my life. And I want my life surrounded by it. Amen. Knowledge and understanding of what the Word this lesson is a medley, that's the name of it, a medley of topics teaching the congregation how to help. And it said visitors, but I crossed it out. I said, I don't want them to just be a visitor. Saints of God, I want them to be a member. Amen. They're sinners that are lost once where you and I was, and I want them to be a member. Not necessarily of this church, that's all good and fine. Amen. But if they never sign a book, I want them to be a member of heaven. I want to take them like Brother Caleb was talking about. I want to take them with me, brother. We can take them with us. See, that's the gift that me and you have been given, amen? Not just salvation and to be stingy with it and say, uh, you know, my four and no more. No, I want everybody, every, all of my friends at work, amen? I love them, though they test me sometimes. I love them with all of my heart, and I want to see them go to heaven, amen? 
I never want a day or a service to pass by that I don't call out the name of my mother-in-law because I love her. I want to see her go to heaven with me. Hallelujah. And my brother-in-law, amen, that we baptized. I want to see him back in the house of God because I desire for him to go to heaven. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And he knows the word. That's what's bad. But knowing the word and living it and applying it to your life. Amen. These children have been raised in something. Let me tell you something. Let me stop right here and, 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 and testify just a little bit. Never take it for granted bringing your kids to youth service. Never take it for granted having a good Sunday school. A good Sunday school. Can I say it one more time? A good Sunday school that will teach them the truth to bring them. Because I didn't have it. We went to a little small church. It was a trailer. They didn't have Sunday school classes. And I didn't learn like you all did. Amen. I was older before I started learning these lessons. Saints of God, they're important. Don't send them to school without these lessons. Never take it for granted. There shouldn't be a night, and I know Brother McKinney's been harping on it, that we have service that your children shouldn't be on a pew or up there in a Sunday school class. They should be here with you. Amen. When you leave them at home, I'm going to tell you what you do. You leave them for hell to babysit them is what you do. These iPads and these phones will take you straight to hell if they're not monitored. Amen. I did not mean to say yes. And Brother McKinney can look. They're not in my notes. But I'm going to tell you right now, if you don't bring your kids here to church, you're leaving them to go to hell is what you're doing. Amen. They should be here. Wednesday night's important. So if they're old enough to be down here and learning, they need to be down here. Amen. If they're of an age, they need to be upstairs on Wednesday nights when we have youth service. Saints of God, it's more important. If you, you can't look around and see that times are evil continually, like the Word of God says, that times are coming to an end, amen, then you better be reading your Bible. You better be listening to your pastor and the preachers behind this pulpit because time is coming to an end. Let's get back to the lesson. I didn't mean to do all that, amen, but I'm going to let the Lord lead me. Assumptions. How many knows that assumptions can get you in trouble? Amen. Assumptions can get you in trouble. I want to, it says, the Spirit of God is, and I circled this, underlined it, and put it in quotations because it really Really jumped out at me this little line right here. The Spirit of God is for everyone. The Spirit of God is available for everyone. And it is for everyone. And I said this because I was on the job one time and they got to talking about speaking in tongues. And you know, you'll hear all sorts of things when you're out in the workforce, won't you? You'll hear all sort of assumptions and opinions, won't you, brother? Amen, but till they experience it for themselves. And they were talking about the Holy Ghost. And I sat back for just a moment. I didn't want to interrupt, but I sat back for just a moment, brother. And I said, I'm going to see where this goes. Some of them were speaking, you know, fairly, fairly good of it. Others were putting it down. And I let them talk for just a moment. And I picked up my mic, and I'm going to say, you better be careful what you say about the Holy Ghost. I said, now I realize some of you probably never been to church. I realize that some of you probably never been to a Pentecostal Holy Ghost move of God. But be careful what you say about God. Amen. The Holy Spirit 
is God. Amen. And what you say about the Holy Ghost, you're saying about Him. Amen. So be careful what you say, even ignorantly, about the Holy Ghost. Amen. Be careful what you assume, because it is for you. Amen. But you know the funny thing about it is, and it's really not funny, but amen. But Brother McKinney, when they want prayer, who do they come to? Amen. They come to a Holy Ghost field. Amen. Apostolic church person. And they start asking for prayer. And you know what they say then, Sister McKinney? They'll say, there's something about you. Amen. They'll say, Sister Tennille, there's something about you. Amen. Amen. Sister, hallelujah. There's something about you and your family. Hallelujah. And they ask for prayer. I want you to pray. I've been getting a lot of calls lately. Will you pray? And one of, my, one of my old friends that I hadn't worked with in years, he said something to me on the phone the other day. He said, I want you to come to my son's house. He said, I want you to pray over his house. He said, I want you, this, this is somebody that I won't say the name of the church they belong to, but they don't believe in having the Holy Ghost. And I've never seen them use a bottle of anointing oil, Brother Caleb. But he said, I want you to bring, because he called us one time. To come, and I'm not bragging on me. I'm bragging on God, amen, and the God that is within us, amen. The Holy Ghost, amen. The fire that people sees in us, amen, and upon our lives. They called us once to come and anoint some bears that they were giving away to children, cancer patients, amen. He said, There's some, and this man used to preach in a secular religion that didn't believe in anointing. It didn't believe in the Holy Ghost. And the same man that called me to do that, he said, I want you to come and anoint my son's house. He said, there's all sorts of evil around that house. He said, witches and things. He said, I want you to pray over. And why? Amen. He didn't believe in me, Brother McKinney. But he knew there was power in the prayer that I prayed because the God that dwells inside of us. Amen. Hallelujah. It makes a difference, saints of God. The Spirit of God is for everyone. Amen. But are you taking full advantage of it? Listen to this. Acts 1, verses 4 and 5. And on one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem. Now, what was Jerusalem? It was a capital, wasn't it? Amen. He said, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised. Why do we teach them? See, this world says it's hogwallah. You don't need to pray for the Holy Ghost. You don't need to seek. You don't need to tarry. But what does the Word of God teach us to do? To wait in the holy place. Amen. Till power comes upon you. Amen. Hallelujah. Wait for it. Amen. I know I know. most of us in here have the Holy Ghost. Amen. But for the ones under the sound of my voice, that doesn't. For the ones under the sound of my voice, that needs renewed in Him. Amen. For the ones under the sound of my voice, that needs replenished. You see, the cares of this world sometimes drag you down, saints of God. There is no shame in coming to this altar again. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Shame on us, Brother McKinney, if we're looking down our noses at a seasoned saint. Just perhaps they might be like Job, brother, praying perhaps that me or some of their children may have sinned. They may be tarrying for us. Amen. But if they're needing replenish, saints of God, this world will bring you down. This world will drain you. 
I need replenished. I love the boys I work with. But after six days with them, Brother Caleb, I need replenished. Amen. I need strength. Amen. And it's found right here. Not just this altar. You better have more than just this altar built. Amen. You better have more than just this altar in your life. Amen. You better have an altar at the house. Amen. You better have an altar in your vehicle. You better have an altar in your loader. Amen. There's times I pull in a corner, and I'm not saying this bragging, but there's times, amen, Sister Grace, I just need strength. Amen. And I pull in a corner, and I don't worry about what the boss is going to say. And I take that one-on-one time. Amen. And I get to business with God, and I say, God, I need you. God, my family needs you. I need strength. Amen. I need you. Refill me, replenish me, hallelujah, and strengthen me in the Holy Ghost. Encourage yourself, what does the Bible say? In the Lord. Sometimes I have to, Brother Dennis, I have to encourage myself, amen, in the Word and in the Holy Spirit. I have to encourage myself. One of the best ways, amen, I don't care where you're at in the middle of Brother McKinney's beanie weenie aisle. Amen. If you need strength, God will give you strength. You start lifting. I'm going I'm to challenge you. I'm going to challenge you a moment. Is that all right? I'm going to challenge you, church. Amen. If you're going through something, and I know each and every one of us, well, I don't have to be no prophet. I don't have to spit on you, blow you down. <laughs> no, I don't have to do it. To know for a fact that there's things that you're going through in your life. Because this is trying times. Evil, the Bible says, continually. Sister Barb, we're in the last day, and evil is continually. I'm going to challenge you, amen, if you'll stop right where you're at. I don't care what you're doing. Don't be ashamed of him. He'll be ashamed of you. And you start lifting up the name of the Lord right in the middle of your situation. If you start praising him, amen, the Word of God says it, and he's got to do it. He said he'll inhabit the praises of his people. What's in habit? He means a dwelling, a living place. Amen. He'll come down right where you are. You start lifting up the name of the Lord and rebuking the one that's put you through it. Amen. I believe in rebuking. I believe in talking to the devil too. Devil, get thee behind me. You got to flee in the name of Jesus. You got to put him in his place sometimes. One occasion while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my Father promised. You see, my God is not a liar. If he promises something, Brother Caleb, he's going to come through with it. Amen. If he promises to deliver me, amen, Sister Joyce, he's going to do that. Amen. He's going to deliver you. Amen. If he, He's not a respecter of persons. So if he promised it here in Acts chapter 1, amen, it's a promise for you today. Because we're an Acts-believing church, ain't we? Amen. Hallelujah. We're a New Testament church. But wait for the gift my father promised. I should have brought my glasses, Sister Tamil. It's getting worse and worse. Amen. Hallelujah. See, I ain't tall enough to get far enough away from this uh, pulpit here. Amen. Hallelujah. He says, which ye have heard me speak about. Saints of God. My, my family at work, I call them family because I spend 10, 11, sometimes 12 hours a day with them. Amen. Not by choice, but because I have to. Amen. But they're my family. They're my extended family. And what they hear me speak of. Amen. You think, you think it don't ring true to them? You think it don't, ain't brought to memory? Brother Dwayne says, the prayer of the faith, amen, shall save the sick. 
They can be healed by the prayer of faith. Amen. And they believe in that. They may not practice it themselves, but they're reminded of that. They'll call you up on the phone one day, and they say, will you pray for my family, brother? Amen. Why? Because they've heard me speak about overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and what? The words of our testimony. They've heard my testimony about how God has brought me through. Well, Sister Tennille, we buried a little girl, amen. But God has brought us through, didn't he? Amen, I buried my dad and my father-in-law. But you see, Brother McKinney, God has seen us through, amen. Hallelujah. And he'll keep on doing it. He'll keep on doing it. I don't doubt it. Hallelujah. The promise is for you. Turn around and look at your neighbor and say, it's for you. Amen. It's for you. Hallelujah. It says the promise is for you, your children, and for all. Somebody say it with me. All. Amen. So that's everyone. Doesn't leave anyone. I don't care how evil they are. Amen. I don't care how ignorant they act. Amen. Or how foolish they speak. It's for all who are far off. For all whom the Lord our God will call. That's who the promise is for. Get this. There is no mention of an altar in the New Testament. Now, I looked this up. I said, I know the New New Testament speaks of an altar, and it does. But there is no mention of an altar being built in the New Testament. However, the concept of an altar is alluded to many times through the New Testament. So many times, amen. The Word of God tells us to pray, and that's build an altar. Amen. It tells us to pray continually. It tells us to pray without ceasing. Now, when I read these things before I had the Holy Ghost, I said, how in the world, Brother Caleb, can I pray continually? It's not human possible, humanly possible. Amen. We need at least six hours of sleep, you know, Doctors will tell you eight. There ain't very many of us gets eight. I can guarantee my pastor don't get eight hours of sleep every night. Amen. There ain't many of us get gets eight hours of sleep. But we got we got to rest sometime, don't we, brother? Amen. Sometimes we got to lay our head down, brother. Brother Eli, I tell him all the time, work them hours while you're young, because you won't feel like it when you're older. Amen. But make time for the Lord. There is nothing more important that you can do. And bringing your family right here, saints of God. Making sure your family, amen, comes to the house of God. Amen. Though there's no mention of an altar actually being built in the New Testament. So many times it encourages us to pray. Amen. To pray for our families. You think intercessory prayer don't don't work? The fact that you're sitting here right now, some mama or some daddy, some grandmother, amen, some church member has prayed for you. Amen. And God has seen to have grace to spare you. Amen. Romans 12, verses 1 and 2. Romans 12, verses 1 and 2. I'm going to read this and then I'm going to read you the King James Version because I like both of them. 12 and 1 and 2 of Romans says, Therefore I urge you. How many ever been urged to do something? My parents would urge me to do something. I didn't do it. <laughs> Brother McKinney, they'd urge me a little more. Amen. Most of the time it was a, my mom said, go out and cut me a king switch. And I know what a king, I learned at an early age 
what a keen switch was. If I come in with something small, brother, it was, it was bad times. She said, if I have to go, cut my own switch. And by the time she got switch out of her mouth, I was back out the door. Because I knew that she meant business. Saints of God, I don't mean to go here, but it's all right. Amen. Brother McKinney has set me down if I'm out of place. But when you take your child to the back and you let them run to and fro and you give them snacks and you reward them, they're not going to mind you out here, I'm going to tell you right now. When I had to take my children to the back, and I'm not here to brag on my girls, amen, there's times, amen, I, I wanted to grab a hold of them like Debbie McCoy would grab a hold of me. she said, I'll wring a hunk out of you, amen. <laughs> I know I did like it, amen. But saints of God, when you go back there and you reward them, they're not going to mind out here. Because little Johnny, little Sally, what do they learn? When I act out out here, I get to go back there and play. I get to go back there and eat. Saints of God, they, I don't know why I'm keeping harping on this. They need to be in the house of God. They need to learn. And how they need to learn, we got to show them. Amen. we got to show them how to act in the house of God. Romans 12, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices. Is he talking about getting a cross and nailing yourself to it? No. No, it's talking about the sacrifices that you make through life. The sacrifices that you make here at church. I'm going to tell you right now, it's not, it's not always easy. It's not always easy that getting these lessons together. Sometimes we're tired. And I say, God, I don't know if you all battle this or not. It may just be me. God, give me strength. Keep me awake because I want my mind to be fresh when it shouldn't be fresh. See, that's how God works. I want to have strength, amen, at the end of my day, Sister Rachel, when I shouldn't have strength. Amen, because why? It's important that we give God our best. Amen. If we give our best at work, why shouldn't we give more right here, Brother McKinney? Amen. And I said, some way, somehow, God always comes through. Amen. It is as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. How many wants to be pleasing to God? How many wants to live a holy life? Amen. This is your spiritual, spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world. Why are you wanting to be like them? We know where the world's headed, don't we? I don't want to pattern my life, my actions, my thoughts, amen, after the world. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of the Lord, but be world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Many times in the mind, in the Bible, the word heart and mind meant the same exact thing. I want to have a new heart. I want to have a renewed heart within me, uh, renewed thoughts within me. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. How did God say that Job was a perfect man? Because, because Job sought after God, didn't he? He's, he knew the will of God in his life, and he'd done his best to live it. We'll never be perfect in this flesh right here. I'm going to tell you, you'll never be perfect, but if you walk in the Spirit... If you let the Spirit lead you, you can walk in perfection. Amen. That's the only way you're going you're to attain righteousness is in Him, through the Spirit, living in Him.
I die, this is 1 Corinthians 15 and 31, and I'll back up and read this other one. It says, I die every day. It says, I mean that, brothers. I die every day. How many, you don't have to have a show of hands. I'll raise mine. How many dies out every day to sin? Amen. How many dies crucifies this old flesh every day? God knows, and He knows, don't He? He knows our hearts. Listen to this, King James Version, 12 and verse 1 of Romans. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God. Listen to this. Which is your reasonable service. God will never charge you with anything that's not reasonable. He'll never ask you to do anything. And you know what? He'll never ask you to go through anything. He's been tried in every way that he didn't go through. He'll never ask you to go through it. And he'll be with you right there. He says, Lo, I go with you. He'll be with you every step of the way. Amen. Your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. God, give me a new mind. Give me, create in me a new heart that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. It is the will of God, listen to this, for us to reach people for Him. I'll never forget when I first heard, and I actually heard it in my heart, the song, We Are the Body. I believe Casting Crown sung it, if I'm right. If we are the body, it asks questions all through the song. Why aren't his hands reaching? Why aren't his feet going? Amen. If we are the body, saints of God, you're the body of Christ. Amen. That's what the song is talking about. It can't all be put on the pastor. He don't have time to do it all. It can't all be put on the first lady. She don't have time to do it all. It's not humanly possible. But if we're the body of Christ, why, why isn't this church? Let me go a step further. Why isn't this church full? I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now, I'm not doing all that I can do. I can do more. I'm not doing everything that I feel that God has called me to do. I can do more. But the fact that I see that, amen, without a vision, what's the Bible say? The people perish. What people? Amen. Without a vision, not just us, these people are going to perish. The people in Phelps and Freeburn, amen, stop over, amen, where I work at, they're going to perish, amen. The people in your company, brother, brother Eli, your friends, amen, without your witness, without the word of God, amen, that is shown through you, they're going to perish, saints of God. And I don't want to see that, do you? It is the will of God for us to reach the people. Turn around and look at somebody and say, you are the body. His will that we reach the people in this community. For the Son of Man, this is Luke 9 and 10. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was lost. Amen. It's not God's will that any should perish. You believe that? I've seen some pretty evil people in my lifetime. If I lived to see February 27th, that's a good day, ain't it, brother? That's a good day, ain't it? Amen. If 
I live to see the next February 27th, I'll be 49 years old. And I've seen some evil people in my time. But you know what? It's not God's will for them to perish. Amen. Love those that despitefully use you. You know, that's one of the hardest commandments, ain't it? I'm being honest. To love them that despitefully use you. But how many really have been despitefully used? Not too awful many times, have we? How many have been put in jail? Like, like the sister that, that, that worked there. I can't remember her name. Sister Kim Davis. That was put. I've never been put in jail for that. Thank God I've never been put in jail for anything. Amen. Probably, maybe should have a time or two. Uh, yeah, but uh, thank God. But would you stand up in, in, in the face of the adversary and proclaim his name if they had the handcuffs out and say, you're going to go to jail? Thanks to God, I believe that time's coming. I truly do. Amen. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was lost. Luke 19 and 10. Listen what Matthew 28, 19, 20 says. Therefore go, this is a charge, and make disciples of everybody. All nations, that's everybody. Baptizing them in the name of the Father. Somebody tell me what that name is. Who's your Father? Amen. Spiritually. Jesus. Amen. And in the name of of the Son, who knows who that is, amen, and in the name of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything. Now, that's a charge, ain't it? I have commanded you everything. God wants us to strive for perfection, to obey everything, don't he? Now, I fail him. I'm going to be the first to tell you I fail him at times. There's times I know, I know you think, Brother Dwayne's perfect, Amen. <laughs> Amen. But I'm going to tell you, I'm joking. I'm far from it. Amen. But one day, one day I'll have a new body. One day I'll be perfected in Him. Amen. But see, I can walk in perfection here if I walk in His Word. If I walk in the Spirit. Amen. And I live in His Word, I can walk in perfection. For everybody. Turn around again, look at your neighbor and say, it's for everybody. Listen to this. How they received the Holy Ghost. Would you believe there's people that don't know anything about receiving the Holy Ghost? Amen. There's people that study the Word of God and that read it maybe more often than you and I that don't have a clue about receiving the Holy Ghost. So it's important. We're the minority. I'm going to go ahead and tell you. If you don't know that already, amen, apostolics is the minority. Amen. When you compare, compare us to some of the, some of the big... Uh, uh, Doctrines of the world, religions of the world, we are the minority. So it's important that we have a voice, right? We don't have to do it in a mean way, do we? We don't have to get signs of march out here and burn buildings down and flip cars over, but you better have a voice, amen? Because being silent ain't going to get it done. I'm going to go ahead and tell you how they received the Holy Ghost. Two words it starts off with. They waited. One of the hardest things my family will tell you. I get at a red light, I'm tapping the steering wheel. Amen. And I, I wait. Biggest part of the time. But it's hard to do. It's hard to do. Amen. But we got to wait. We got to wait on the Lord. Seek and be filled. If you write, write these things down. As I was studying this, Holy Ghost started moving upon me and, and, and reiterating the word. Seek and be filled. Tarry 
till he comes. Hunger and thirst and be satisfied. Amen. Sometimes you got to wait on the Lord. Sometimes you just got to stand still just like the song Sister McKinney picked out for us. I thought how fitting. They waited upon the Lord. Stand still and let God move. Acts 1 and 14 says they all joined together constantly in prayer. Turn to Acts chapter 1 and verse 14. Constantly, this says, in prayer. Hallelujah. Can, can we pray constantly 24-7? No. But they continued in prayer. Listen to what the Acts, Acts uh, 1 and 14 in the King James Version. They all continued with one accord, one mind, one accord, in prayer and supplication. Continued in prayer. Means they didn't give up. When you prayed the first time, Brother McKinney, and God don't answer, you don't give up. Amen. When you pray the second time and God don't move, I'm going to tell you, don't give up. Keep, keep on marching around the walls. Amen. Sooner or later, amen, God's going to tear the wall down. That separates your family from coming to church. Amen. You see people build up some walls sometimes. Amen. Walls of contention. Amen. Walls of anger. Amen. And walls of hurt and pain against the church. It's sad, but it's true. Amen. And who are they hurting? They're not hurting anybody but themselves. Who are they hurting by not forgiving? They're hurting nobody but themselves. But keep praying. Stand still and keep praying. Amen. Stand still. Sister uh, McCoy, and keep praying for your mama. Amen. I believe God's going to save her. Church, do you believe God's going to save her? Amen. Sister Emily, keep praying for your lost loved ones. I believe God's going to come through. Brother McKinney, keep praying for your family. I believe God's going to bring them back to church. Amen. Hallelujah. Back to the heart of worship. I, I believe it, to the heart of worship. If I didn't believe it, I wouldn't be standing up here. Amen. Because I'd feel like I was making a fool of myself. One thing that I'm not, amen, it's two-faced about things. I'll tell you what I feel, amen, and what I believe, amen. I believe God's going to do it. They all join together constantly in prayer. Many have found it necessary to wait in prayer to prepare themselves for receiving the Holy Ghost. You got to prepare yourself to receive a gift, don't you? You got to prepare yourself. How many's ever been to a birthday party? Amen. There's preparations made. There's food cooked. Amen. There's things that are bought. Amen. There's signs that are put up. They make preparations. Amen. For giving gifts. Amen. Preparation has to be made. We have to be prepared. What's the Word of God say? Repent. Be baptized in what? Just any old name? No, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and ye shall what? What's it promise? Receive the gift. Amen. You have to be prepared, Brother Caleb, to receive a gift. You have to make ready to receive this gift. Amen. We have to teach the world what the Word of God says. You see, they want them to say, oh, just accept Him. Amen. And you're good. Just call upon His name. And I know what the Word of God says. And you're good. But see, they don't go any further. 
They stop right there. That's the problem. You got to dig a little deeper. Amen. I want the whole word, don't you? I don't want a half word. I don't want just part of it. I don't want to just build upon one verse, but the whole word of God. It says, obey everything I have commanded you. Is that not what the word of God says in Matthew 28? Amen. Many have found it necessary to wait in prayer. Prepare themselves for receiving the Holy Ghost. Individuals sometimes allow obstacles to stand in their way of receiving the Spirit. I'm going to tell you right now. If you, if you think, I've, I've heard when I get this, I've heard this so many times. I invite my buddies to, well, if, if I do this, I'll come. Have you ever heard that, brother? If I do that, I'll come. Saints of God, you can never be good enough. Amen. This made me think of a, of a song, an old song. And I heard it said, I heard it once said in a, in, a, in a message. I don't remember the preacher's name, but he used this as one of the older ministers. He used this song every service, altar call, just as I am. And said that they had been, and now this is statistics. I'm not saying it, I'm saying what they say. But there had been more people come to the Lord through this song to repent and give their heart to the Lord than any other song. Just as I am without one plea. See, that's that's what's good about God. The world wants to fix you up and doll you up and then they'll receive you. Saints of God, that's the biggest lie that, that hell has ever told. Just as I am. Now thank God that he don't leave us that way, does he? Amen. He molds you just like clay. But listen, He wants you to come just as you are. You ain't strong enough to fight the devil one-on-one without God, without the Holy Ghost. I'm not strong enough to fight him without the Holy Ghost, just as I am without one plea. But that thy blood was shed for me, and that thou biddest me come to thee. O Lamb of God, I come. I come. One of the most beautiful songs to me. Just as I am, though tossed about, this world will toss you about. It'll chew you up and spit you out. Amen. With many a conflict and many a doubt. How many has ever seen such a time where families, I'm talking families, I'm talking blood, that's thicker than water, cannot get along in the same room for one or two days. Amen. They can't stand themselves for one or two days. Amen. That's the time we live in, saints of God. Amen. But thankfully, He accepts me just as I am. And I'm even more thankful that He don't leave me that way. Ain't you? Come on, let's praise Him. Amen. What a God we serve. Amen. That cares enough to take us in just as we are and shape us in what He wants us to be. I'm thankful for that. Amen. Sometimes individuals allow obstacles to stand in their way of receiving the Spirit. What's the obstacle, amen, that tripped you up? The thorn in your flesh, the thing that held you up. Is it something you're holding on? I preached a message about a monkey one time. And it talked about how they catch monkeys in other places across the seas, how they caught monkeys. And I thought, it just, it just didn't, I mean, it just, I, I didn't realize it. Brother McKinney, how easy it was. I would imagine the cage or a trap. But no, they took a gourd, an old dried out gourd, hollowed it out inside. And they put a hole, just enough room for that monkey to get his hand through. 
And they buried that, partially buried that, that gourd in the ground. And they put a prize inside there, whatever that monkey ate. I don't remember what it was, rice or something. And that monkey got a handful of that, Brother McKinney, and it wouldn't turn loose. And it would not turn loose to the point that they could just walk up and pick them monkeys up. Just easy as that. Because it wouldn't turn loose of what it had. What do you have a hold of? Amen. That's taking your life. What do you have? What does this world have that is good enough to keep you out of heaven? Amen. That you're holding on to. Amen. And literally willing to give your life for it. I'm telling you, there ain't nothing worth it. I'm not bragging, but I'm telling you, I've tried most of what the world has to offer. Ain't nothing out there. Worth giving your soul up. What have you got a hold of, amen, that you're letting, letting Satan just walk up and easy picking, just easy picking for the, right for the picking, amen, and picking one by one, stealing, robbing out of our church. I mean, remembers the song, I'm going to take back what he stole from me. I'm going to go to the enemy camp, amen. And I'm going to take back what he stole from my family, amen. I'm not willing to just... Stand aside and watch Satan rob my family. Is it weakness of faith? Is it doubt? Is it fears? Is it pride? Or is it love of the things that are in this world? Some people genuinely fear receiving the Holy Ghost. Now, I've heard people laugh and I've heard people make fun of the Holy Ghost. I'm sure you all have too. But there is people that is actually scared. I heard a lady once say, I am scared to death to go to a Pentecostal church. Saints of God, it ain't nothing to fear. Amen. It's what the world wants, wants people to do is fear it. Amen. Some have a fear of not being able to live a Christian life. How many ever had the devil whisper in your ear, you can't do it? And the fact of the matter is, he's telling you the truth. I can't do it. Amen. But through Christ I can. What's the Bible say? Through Christ all things are possible. That means I can do it all through Him. Some fear speaking in tongues as not being of God. Because it's what they've been taught. That's what It's hard to get out of what you've been taught, ain't it? It's hard to break the mold. Well, my mom and papa thought this. My mom and papa lived this way. Mama and Papa didn't speak in tongues, so I don't have to speak in tongues. Saints of God, you better be reading it and seeking out your own soul salvation. Amen. That's, see, that's the way this world thinks. Well, Mama and Papa, I heard, I believe it may have been Brother McKinney say the other day, well, if so-and-so didn't make it, ain't nobody going to. Saints of God, that couldn't be more wrong. Amen. I So-and-so, sister so-and-so, or brother so-and-so ain't done a thing for my salvation. They ain't done a thing to save my soul, and they can't. Amen. Some fear speaking in tongues and not being God. Listen to what Luke 11 and 9 through 13 says. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. If you're seeking after the Holy Ghost and you do what the Word of God says, amen, you repent and you're baptized in His name, I have seen them come up out of the water speaking in tongues, saints of God. You ask and you have a desire in your heart, truly desiring to hunger and thirst. Seek and you will find, knock, and the door will be opened. That's such good words. For everyone, not some of them, not part of them, but everyone who asks, receives he who seeks, the 
they find it, don't they? And to him who knocks, the door will be open. God can open doors and he can shut doors in your life, amen, that nobody, no man can do. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake and say, who would do that to their own family? Amen. Or if he asks for an egg, we'll give him a scorpion. Something people are asking right now. They're wanting, they're desiring, but they need to be led in the right direction. Amen. The world is going to give them something that will kill them. That's what the world's going to give them a snake or a scorpion or something that will kill them. Amen. But we need to guide them in the right direction to the house of God. Amen. Where they can receive what they have need of. They're asking and don't even know what they have need of. Or if he asking that, will you give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, it's talking about the world here, know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Amen. How much more is he willing to give? Amen. Some fear fabrication or fake pretentiousness. Pride gets in the way of some, and they refuse to humble themselves and yield to the Holy Spirit. See, there's different things that the devil uses. See, the devil don't use alcohol on me because I never like the taste of alcohol. They say it's an acquired taste. Well, brothers, I'm glad I never did acquire a taste because I think it's some of the nastiest tasting junk. But see, he don't use that on me. But each of us has a stumbling block. Each of us has a thorn in our flesh. And you think, you think the enemy don't know it. He watches you. He studies you. And he knows just exactly what your weakness, your weakness, and my weakness is. Amen. The enemy studies. How, how do you overcome an enemy? Amen. How does a country? They study it. They know their enemy. They know every weakness and every flaw. And that's the way the enemy's doing right now. Listen to this. Also, fear of embarrassment has hindered, I'll get it out in a minute, others, but we can be assured that God's Spirit will never cause anyone to behave in an unseemly manner. Now, how does this make sense? I've seen people shout and get hurt, ain't you? Amen. There's other spirits out there, saints of God. Everything that God has, Satan has a fake. You believe that? Every shout, Satan's got a fake. That's all he is. That's all he can do is mock what is real. Amen. He's got a fake to everything. Hallelujah. So others are deterred by love for the things of the world. They're holding on, amen, just like the monkey, to the things of the world that's going to destroy them. The Holy Ghost will not dwell in an unclean temple. You believe that? Will not, cannot, will not dwell. In an unclean temple. We must yield to the Spirit of God and give our whole being to Him. Pour out our hearts and our souls. Don't don't hold back. When you're worshiping Him, don't hold back. When you're praying, don't hold back. Give it all to Jesus. Amen. I'm gonna tell you breakthrough ain't pretty. How many's ever seen a breakthrough? Breakthrough ain't pretty. I've seen people, and, and excuse me for this. I've seen them sling snot. Amen. I've seen tears. Amen. A makeup running. Amen. At the altar before. That is a beautiful sight. Though it ain't, it is. You know what I'm saying? Amen. Hallelujah. Breakthrough comes in many different ways. Amen. And it's not pretty. 
Hallelujah. Here it is again. Listen, they worshiped. They worshiped their way through it. They all joined together constantly in prayer, along with the women. This is Acts 1 and 14. Along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. One mind, one accord. They had their mind on God. The Holy Ghost fell on the day of Pentecost in an atmosphere charged with people worshiping and praising God. You know what I thought about Brother McKinney when I, when I read this? Why do you think that this church, that Brother McKinney and Sister McKinney pushed so much, amen, to have money, to pay things off, amen, to be good stewards of what God has given us so we can send our, our children to these camps, amen, in an atmosphere of worship. If you have never been to a camp, if you've never been to a conference, brother, you need to go, don't we? Amen, we need to go. In an atmosphere of hundreds and maybe thousands of people worshiping God, amen, the same God, amen, that you believe in, it's important that we invest time in our family, in our church, and in our communities, amen. They need to know what it's like. They need to know that it's real. We used to tell our girls, you need to go. You need to know that there's other people, amen, that are striving just as you are. That there's other teens, amen, that are in this and living this life of holiness just like you are. There are other teens that are abstaining from sex just like you are. Amen, that want to be holy. Amen, that want to be pleasing unto the Lord just like you are. They need to know. We should magnify the Lord with praise, song, and prayer. The worship was so intense in the early church that at times the the worshipers appeared to be drunk. They are not drunk. some, Some people says we're drunk. We're crazy, but I don't care what they say. Listen to Acts chapter 2, 13 and 15. If you want to turn there. Chapter 2, verses 13 through 15. Some, however, made fun of them and said, They have had too much wine. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice, and addressed the crowd. Sometimes you got to have, you got to have nerve to address the crowd. you got to be bold. Follow fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem. Let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These men are not drunk, as ye suppose. It's only nine in the morning. Amen. What was making them act the way they acted? They were filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Then Peter and John placed placed their hands on them. This is Acts chapter 8 and 17. By the laying on of hands, Peter and John placed their hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we got to be an action verb, don't we? Sometimes we've got to place our hands. We've got to actually do the work, be willing and be bold to do the work. Amen. To go out and pray. People's begging and pleading. We started praying every Monday on my job. And believe it or not, some places will still let you. And if they'll let you, you're blessed of God. To hold prayer every, every Monday in the office. And some of the guys, they don't, they don't never come to me right then. But they'll come to me later on and say, so-and-so needs prayer. So-and-so needs prayer. My family needs prayer. You see, they're hurting. Amen. And they're looking to us to pray. Saints of God, God has chosen Cornerstone. 
to pray. Amen. He's chosen cornerstone in this area. I stand upon that. I feel that in the Lord. Amen. He's chosen you and He's chosen I. Uh, each and every one of us, you and I, to pray for this community. Amen. Because there's lost souls. They're hurting. Amen. Acts 19 and 6 says, When Paul placed his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. How many wants a prayer life to where when you pray, God moves? Somebody tested our pastor here just a while back. He testified about it. Amen. He testified about it. He said, I'm going to see how much pull you got. Saints of God, they believe in the God that we serve. You believe that? Amen. They believe that He's real. Amen. And they believe in your, your prayer life and my prayer life. Amen. Why? Because we're big and holy? No. Amen. Because they've seen God move when we pray. They've seen God move in our lives. They've seen the fruit. Amen. Of our prayer. While Peter was still speaking these words, Acts chapter 10 and verse 44, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. Amen. I want to be a prayer warrior, don't you? Amen. I've heard my kids growing up, hey, I want to be this and I want to do that. And I told them, I said, I'm going to tell you something. A prayer warrior is probably the most powerful thing that you can be. Amen. Now, I love singing, don't get me wrong. Amen. But I want to know God hears my prayers. Amen. I want to know that God answers and He moves when I pray. Amen. Not to lift me up. Amen. But I want to know that the words that I speak are important to my Savior, to my God. Hallelujah. They were hungry for God in a repentant state and ready to receive the gift that God had for them, the gift of the Holy Ghost. So I ask you tonight, amen, how hungry are you? How desperate are you to see your family saved? How desperate are you? I drive by, I have to drive around my neighbor. Every time that I go out to work, I make a circle, Brother McKinney, around his house. How desperate are you to see that your neighbor saved? I make a circle when I come home around his house again. How desperate, how many times have I asked him? I have asked him. But how desperate am I to see my, my family saved, to see my neighbors saved, to see my friends at work saved, the lost in this community to see them saved. How hungry am I? Amen. How ready am I to do whatever it takes? Are you willing? I'm asking you, are you desperate? Do you want to see them saved? I do. If you want to see this community saved, let's give a hand clap. I do. I want to see them saved. And you know what? I'm going to go a step further. I want God to use me to do it, brother. Amen. That's, I, I don't think I'm asking too much. Not for my vain glory, amen, but for His, amen. I heard my father-in-law, and I've said this, I've said this before. He's no longer here to witness, but he left a testimony in my life. And he said... Probably one of the hardest things while he was, he had that chemo bag on his side, brother. And he would shout and praise God. And he testified one night. My family remembers this. He said, I've heard many people question, why me, Lord? Why me, Lord? Not like that old song says. What have I ever done? But you know what he said, Brother McKinney? He said, why not me? Because, see, my, my father-in-law was bold. 
He was a bold man. He'd tell you what he thought. He did not care. You amen that? He did not care who he hurt. He was a bold man. And I, I got to witness his life. I was laid off. And I'm coming, I'm coming to an end. But I was laid off work. And I was hurt. And I got to travel around with him a little bit to take him to Pikeville to the chemo treatments. And I told my wife, I said, I did not realize how many lives that he touched. And he was bold about it. He talked to him about bluegrass. Sometimes he'd talk to him about politics. But he never, ever failed to talk to them about the Lord what time he was around them. They all knew who he was. I remember him wearing a hat when he was younger. I'm a Jesus man. They knew what he stood for. His friends knew better than to ask him to play anything that wasn't Christian on that guitar. They knew what he stood for. He was bold. Saints of God, we've got to be bold. We've got to have love, but we've got to have boldness. From the examples given in the book of Acts, we learn that there is no set pattern or plan on how exactly to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. It is promised to those who prepare their hearts and believe God. You'll never do be good enough. You'll never do enough in yourself. But those that have done what the Word of God says and prepared their hearts and believed God will fill them. Some receive the Holy Ghost at church, others at home, at school, and even on the job. It's different ways for different people. You can't tell somebody exactly what to say, can you? But what we do, it's our job to get them here. It's our job to pray for them that God will fill them. First of all, fill them with the desire. Amen. To keep coming back. How many says, looked at Sister Nicole and seen the desire in her eyes, the joy. I didn't know her before. Some of you may. But I know she has joy in her life now. The Bible says he'll give you joy unspeakable, full of glory. Amen. Hallelujah. Be involved. Right here. Here's what's important. Throughout every service. I'll tell you something, and I know these other guys have seen it too. And I know you as saints of God have seen it. It's our job to pray around the altar. It's not just one or twos. It's our job. Be involved throughout every service. It's, it's the utmost importance that we be here. Because we never know who's going to come through those doors. And that we be altar workers. If you know how to pray. Now I know there's people that are called. That have callings on their lives, brother. But if you know how to pray. You can pray for someone. Amen. Be in tune with the person praying. Listen to what it says. Be observant first. Listen, work on the altar. I'm, I'm going to share these with you because I think it's important. Be observant. Watch and listen. That's why God give you two eyes and one mouth. Be quiet and listen. Two ears. Be in tune with the person praying. If the individual is not praying out loud, ask if there's something he or she would like for you to pray about. Be prepared to pray a prayer of repentance with them. Be prepared. That's why we want them here, ain't it? Amen. But ask them. Be observant. Ask. Do not shout in their ears. I'm going to tell you something. I've got, I've got damage in my ear. Anybody, Brother McKinney, will testify that's been around equipment long enough 
that's got damage to their ears. If you shout in my left ear, I may accidentally elbow you. No, I hope I don't do that. I probably won't. But it hurts. It makes my left ear ring. I shot a gun one time and forgot to put my protection in my ears. And it rung for days and days. Be careful, saints of God. You don't know. Don't scream and shout in somebody's ear. You don't need to do that. Amen. Listen, do not shout. Don't spit on them. <laughs> Nobody likes to be spit on. I know Brother McKinney says spit white. Amen. But don't spit on nobody. Be careful. There's, there's a right way. I'm going to tell you, my dad taught me this doing drywall. There's a right way and a wrong way to do anything. Amen. I don't know why he looked at you for, Brother Caleb. But anyway, don't spit on them. When laying on hands, be gentle. And I want to add something else. Gentlemen, if you're praying for a woman, amen, and you're not up here with the ones Brother McKinney calls to pray for people, you're not, don't put your hand anywhere but the top of that, that woman's head. Amen. We don't want anyone to be uncomfortable. We don't want any lawsuits against the church. And we don't want anybody to think bad. Amen. If it's not your wife or your daughter, raise your hand toward them and pray. There's a right. I'm going to tell you, it's just as powerful, Brother McKinney, for me to raise my hand and pray for you like this as it is for me to come over and give you a, I ain't going to say his name, and shove you in the floor. <laughs> Amen. You don't have to do it. There's a right way and a wrong way to do things. When laying on hands, when you are to do that and it's appropriate, be gentle. Don't shake their heads. Remember a service where somebody bent somebody almost backwards, Brother McKinney. You and the visiting minister handled it. They got that guy away from him. You remember? Pulled his son and got him away. There's a right way. I'm going to tell you. I said this while ago. There's many, many spirits. Amen. And you've got to be observant. You've got to be in tune with God to discern which is what. <clears throat> so don't shake their heads. Don't break their necks. Use discretion when praying with the opposite sex. We said that. Be discreet. Watch what you be careful. Be wise. If there is no significant change in the person's praying, 10 minutes or so, don't push them to keep seeking. Don't push them. Keep praying. Don't push them. If they're not comfortable, don't push them. Amen. You can't receive Holy Ghost or salvation for them. Be alert to what is happening in the rest of the sanctuary. Be alert to what's going on. Amen. The move of God, how God is working. Amen. Be alert. And reaching people, we got to be friendly. This is for all of us. I'm going to end with this scripture right here. Proverbs 18 and 24. If y'all want to come to the musicians want to come, you can. A man that hath friends must show himself friendly. Saints of God, I've heard this said and it makes me cringe. I believe their tongue is longer than their hair. I've heard that said before. I don't want that said about this church. I don't want that said about my family. You're my family. I don't want it said about any of us. Saints of God, we must be friendly. Just because we know and have the truth, we don't cut people's ears off with it, do we? We don't have the right to. Amen. One important trait in being a soul winner is to truly listen to these words. And I'm going to end, I promise. This was a good lesson. That's why I can't quit. Truly being a soul winner is to be interested in the person. If you're talking to me in mid-sentence, I walk off, 
you know that I'm not interested in what you've got to say. And you think the world don't know it? I'm telling you they do. Amen. If we've got more things to do, ain't nothing kills me more than somebody doing this number while I'm sitting talking to them. I say, if you've got somewhere to be, go ahead. But saints, we're talking about soul winning here. We're not just talking about casual conversation. We're talking about soul winning. Let them know that what they have to say is important. Be interested in what they're interested in. Make that person the center of your attention. Make them feel special. Amen. One last verse, and I promise you all call me the biggest liar. Don't forget to entertain strangers. Hebrews 13 and 2. For by so doing, some people have entertained angels without knowing it or unaware. Amen. Be a Christian wherever you are. Amen. Let's give the Lord praise. God's worthy. Amen. And He's calling us to do a work, saints of God. He could have chosen anybody else. He could have chosen any other church, Brother McKinney. But guess what? He chose Cornerstone. I've heard it witnessed to. Amen. I've heard it prophesied about, brother. Am I telling the truth? It's been prophesied. The strangers that you and I don't know are going to come through. I already see some strangers. I already see God moving. Amen. People that I've never seen. God's moving, but He's waiting on you. You and I. How many is going to serve Him? How many is going to do His will? How many is going to work for the Lord? Don't make a vow if you don't uh, plan on keeping it, saints of God. I'm going to work more for the Lord.